and welcome back to another episode of Game to Fame. Here are your hosts, Brayden, Tomas the Boss, Brian, Giano. And this week we have a little bit of a mix up. Jacob will not be with us this week, so we have someone to fill in for him. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Kyle, and I'm the substitute. Yeah, okay, so this is Kyle. He is a friend of ours, and he'll be filling in for, like, people who aren't gonna be, like, there for the podcast when we're recording it. So, yeah. So, um, the first thing we want to get into, um, as you all know, we took a break from the podcast. I think that is proper to talk about our absence, and I will run run you guys through that. So, uh, I think it's been... I think it's been two months and one day. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Two months yeah. and one day um, since. Um. Okay. Yeah. Two months and one day since the last podcast, and you guys might be wondering why we took like a long break, and I'm gonna take full blame for that because I sort of I run. I mean, yes, I would say I sort of run this, so I'm gonna take full blame because I took a break. I left my. I left my PC friends from my PS4 friends. If that doesn't, if that seems a little salty, um, but um, I I left them to get because like I have two friend groups and like I haven't talked to my PS4 friends in a while, so I decided to go back onto console, like to like catch up with them, play some like PS4 games. So yeah, so I left them for a long time and like I would never be on, so I couldn't record the record the podcast. So, that is sort of why uh, we haven't been really doing this. So, that's that's pretty much the run through. I, I'm taking full blame for that, and we're hope we'll actually we have a special announcement coming later uh, because we actually have another part, another part to this. So, that stay tuned, stay tuned. But um, now it's time to get in the news. So, the first thing we want to talk about is Assassin's Creed Unity and how is it f- and how it's free on PC to highlight Notre Dame and encourage donations. Assassin's Creed Unity is free for Windows PC on the Ubisoft Store for the next week because of the 2014 game prominently features Notre Dame de Paris among its main landmarks. The 856-year-old Gothic cathedral burned on Monday, transfixing millions worldwide. Ubisoft also announced a 500,000 pound donation to aid the restoration and, dis- and reconstruction of Notre Dame. In addition, we want to give everyone the chance to experience the majesty and beauty of Notre Dame the best way we know how, Ubisoft said in announcing the free game. Video games can enable us to explore places in ways we could have otherwise imagined, the company said. We hope with this small gesture we can provide everyone an opportunity to appreciate a virtual homage to this monumental piece of architecture. Assassin's Creed Unity was set during the French Revolution, a time in which the cathedral was vandalized and burglarized. The New York Times reported Wednesday that nearly $950 million had been pledged toward Notre Dame's rebuilding. The French government on Tuesday set up a portal directing interested donors to four, four foundations collecting contributions for the cathedral's restoration. Ubisoft encouraged others to donate as well. President Emmanuel Macron, if I'm saying that right, set the goal of rebuilding Notre Dame within five years. Uh, here's a quote from an article published by Game Informer. 
These, uh, these after fire cause extensive damage to Paris, says noted Dean Cathedral. Ubisoft is making an effort to commemorate the landmark and also help aid in its reco reconstruction efforts. Um, Assassin's Creed Unity, the 2014 release in the history-centered series, took place in Paris during the French Revolution. And in 2014, the game's seniors artist, Caroline Mielas, if I'm saying that right, um, Mouse or whatever, I don't know, but the verge that she spent two years recreating that building down to making sure each brick is where it should be. So, we have some questions about this topic, and um, we want to talk about how video games can help support disasters, and Brian wants to say, yeah, Brian, want, did you want to say something about this before, like, well, Thomas wanted to speak? Well, I mean, like, it's really cool how, like, video games have come this far from, like, not that many years ago to being like Mario and like all pixelated where you like had to like beat Donkey Kong to like where you can go to like Egypt or go to like France and like explore everything at how it like ex almost exactly how it should be. And that's really cool to me. Like it's just amazing how like because in the quote the the um, Caroline Muzi told The Verge that she spent two years recreating that one building down to make sure each brick is where it should be. Like, that's crazy. You know? I just think it's amazing that the, her determination to make Notre Dame was, you know, that amazing. Because truly, I would have just given up after five minutes. <laughs> yeah, same. Like, I feel like, right, it's that, like, video games have come so far from, like, just, like, that the weird kids, like, in their mother's basements playing, like, Mario Kart. And, um, they can so far, they can actually, like, help out in the weir real world, like, real issues and stuff like that. So, I feel like it's, they've come, like, really far. I think that, um, after so many things that have, uh, that the Notre Dame Cathedral has gone through, that, like, wars, the Huguenots, stuff like that, like, in just one second, one spark from a machine, it just goes down in flames. And like Brian said, I also think that it's amazing how far uh, video games have come. So, yeah. And the fact that like a video game is helping to rebuild it, because what actually happened is that um, Assassin's Creed had a copy of the blueprints, and apparently something happened to them. And um, it's not only that they had blueprints, but it was, they had a 3D model of it. Like, so, if you like have a cannon height for something, like a light post or a person, you can, like, get, like, every single, like, exact measurement in 3D. So, that's crazy to me. The thing I don't understand is why Ubisoft would want to help, like, Paris. Well, I understand why. But I understand what they think they're going to be able to get out of it. Like, popularity to get their new game. But then they're going to try to make it free. You know, that seems kind of contradictory. Assassin's Creed Unity is an old game, dude. I know not that, old, but, but like, if they're going to make it new, they're not going to be able to make a profit. And if they're really going to want to donate money to it, then, you know, I just don't see why, like, that would help them as a business. It doesn't really necessarily have to help them as a business, because, like, business. in my opinion, I, like, I hope that there was, like, there's, like, the, obviously there has to be, like, some gain to it, but, like, I hope that, like, a huge part of it came out of, like, kindness of heart, even though we're talking about a gaming company. Because we have to know that there's, like, people, like, in, like, behind those chairs at their board meetings and stuff, like, that are, like, 
have like human hearts and souls and minds that like can empathize with what happened. So I feel like that doesn't really have to be a huge game. It's just like the like it's a small gesture, like the company said, like just to like and plus it's an inspiring thing because like if you see a video game company donating to um, the reconstruction Nero billionaire who's sitting like like in his jacuzzi looking over like your like millions of acres of land then what are you doing, you know? And it's just, like, it's a domino effect. And that's another reason why I think uh, Ubisoft donated it. Um, first off, I forgot to mention this in the beginning. Uh, for all of you that celebrate Easter, happy Easter uh, to everyone. Oh, yeah, happy Easter. Oh, yeah, that's happy Easter. Easter Oops. So, um, I want to touch what Brian said. He, uh, I thought he said it spot on. So, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. So, Brian, Brian was actually like spot on with his response so i'm just gonna skip what i was gonna say so um you guys have anything else or are you guys ready to move to the next topic i'm just curious what this is gonna do for other gaming companies or other companies to have a company help a government rebuild a building you know like how's this gonna affect each other company if something other type of catastrophe happens and also i feel like um like, I don't want to get too politically into this, but there's, like, mass protests in the street of, in the streets of Paris with people saying that, well, billionaires shouldn't be donated, they should be taking it out of, from taxes, out from taxes. So, like, again, the subject of, like, the Notre Dame, like, all the people pledging money is kind of, like, a touchy subject now because, like, it's so controversial, 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 yeah, you said right. Yeah, that, that, with, uh, like, all the protests and the yellow jackets, and, um, so, I feel like maybe Assassin's Creed, like, they might lose some of their fan base because of it, but overall, I think it's a good thing for them. If you think about, too, the Paris riots were already occurring before this happened, just think about how bad that could be for them later. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but anyone who, like, takes a hit on Ubisoft for donating money to restore an 860-like-something-year-old building is kind of dumb. Like, yeah, but, that's know, just, like, people, that's people, just being delusional on, like, the, the aspect of human... I'm willing to think that the people believe that their responsibility to rebuild their cathedrals and not how independent billionaires or companies donate for the reconstruction. I feel like they think it's their responsibility to do so. As citizens, that's like that's like asking to be a superhero and not asking for the police's help. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. I know, but that's how pride works. Okay. Okay. All right. Random. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the second topic we're gonna get into. Uh, many of you may not be fans because of console. You guys, want to call it console? Um, what, do, what, do, what do you want to call this? Console wars, I guess. I yeah, the console warfare, dude. Console this is warfare. But um, many of you guys might not be a fan because this is about PlayStation, and a lot of you probably play more Xbox and PlayStation because I see Xbox favored more. So in I'm America, just, yes, in America at least. So I'm just gonna get right into this. So this is like PlayStation Five news. So Sony has teased the first details for its next generation console during an interview with Wired. In the interview, PlayStation Four lead system architect Mark Cerny spoke about working on PS4's successor. 
most likely named PlayStation 5, but that hasn't been confirmed. So, in the interview, Cerny said that the next generation console will be based off the PS4 and will be more smooth transition to a digital console and will not be drastic change like the PS3 to the PS4. House in the console will be an AMD chip that has a CPU based on the third generation Ryzen. It'll have eight cores of the seven nanometer Zen 2 microchip. Although the console will support 8K, displaying at the resolution will be dependent on TVs catching up. The new graphic chip will support ray tracing, which has become popular in some movies and video games, used mostly as a lightning technique, and will and the company plans to use it to immerse players with 3D audio. So, the question is, um, well, there actually isn't really no questions. Uh, just, like, talk about the console and, like, the console wars, okay. if, you, if you want to call it that. I just really want to say that I don't see, like, what's the point of adding on a whole new system if they say they're just going to, like, they're not making a major change. If they're upgrading the resolution, like, how much better can it really be, you know? And... So, like, seriously, if it says that, you know, the resolution is determined on the TVs catching up, that just might be even worse business, you know? Because someone who doesn't have a good TV, then, you know, there goes their resolution. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, okay, so if so, the CPU is, cr- like, crazy. The graphics card is even, like, crazier with 8K. I don't, that's, that's I don't even think you can, ha- like... An 8K TV, let alone a monitor, is crazy expensive. Like, if you're depending on, like, improving your hardware with, like, things that aren't even out to support it yet, that's, A, a a huge risk, and B, in my opinion, a waste of time just to, like, take another jab in the fight of your competition. Um, I don't know. I don't really like it, like, because... The thing is, um, what we meant by how it's a smoother transition to a digital console is, um, I don't know if we're going to talk about this later, but I'm just going to say it right now, Xbox is working on like a completely digital console because they realize, like we talked about in our last episode actually, that GameStop is dying, and like no one goes to GameStop anymore. So consoles have started realizing this, and instead of trying to help GameStop, like, I don't see why they would, but like, it's just like a shot in the face to them because like they're just kicking them while they're down and like not even like supporting discs anymore at this point. But like the PS3 to PS4, I at least I mean I guess I could say it's a drastic change, but I'm glad that they didn't like they're not doing the same thing as Xbox and like changing it to a digital console because it might be better for them if they do it right like by upgrading their hardware. But it's a really risky thing because Xbox, to be honest, it doesn't even have VR yet. It doesn't even have, like, that good resolution. So if you're already putting 8K, VR support, a crazy microchip in it, and you're using ray tracing to use 3D audio, that's you're, it's, a, it's a bit overkill in my opinion. Yeah, I, I feel like they're taking a risk with, like... Putting all their putting all their cards on the table, mm-hmm. and in hopes that this TV comes out. And I also feel like P- like I don't play console at all. I play only PC games. But I, from what I know, I feel like the PS3 to the PS4 was kind of a drastic change. But the mm-hmm. PS4 to the PS5, like from what I'm reading here, it's not really. It doesn't sound like a like. It sounds like okay, the graphics are gonna be a little better. 
and it's going to run smoother, and the TV is going to be a little better, and 3D audio. Like, that's all I'm seeing here. Like, I don't really think it's... I think they should work on implementing changes for the PS4. And another thing is, like, how much is this going to cost? Because think about it. What if you have to buy the TV, too? Yeah, think about that. Exactly. Like, when PS4 first came out, it was, like, in the upper five, like, upper 400s, lower 500s, you know? And think yeah. about getting a new TV that actually be able to support this. That could be almost a 1,000, really. Yeah, I don't think anybody, like, in their right mind, like, unless you are, like, a YouTuber or a streamer or something, you're not going to pay $1,000 for a console when you could buy, a, like, a decent PC and monitor for $1,000. Yeah, this console is definitely going to be for the upper class. Um, I think that, uh, in order for them to make a profit, they would have to m make the, the console cost so much money to, to, to the point that nobody's gonna buy it, because it costs so many, so much money to get a like all these all this stuff that they need to make it. Another thing, I, and plus plus the TV. Yeah, plus the TV. Hey, just think about this. What if you know what they did like PS3 to PS4? I'm not sure because I haven't tried it out recently. But what if you can't use your PS4 games on the PS5? That okay. Um. Or, there's a caveat or, to that. So. Um, they said that, um, since it's going to be a more gradual change, they said that their most games will be compatible. Yes. Yes, but if you think and about if it, it, too, okay, just look at the, how it says the, uh, based on the TVs, the resolution, think about how bad some of the older games could be, you know? Some of, like, you know, uh, best prototype one would turn out with already poor resolution, and then with a bad TV. Mm-hmm. Things yeah. like that transferring, yeah, things like okay. a CPU upgraded. So you guys were talking about prices before, and I started to search this up. But um, it is probably, like, the estimate for right now is probably $600. Are you kidding what? me? For, yes, that's what it's saying. My, my PC costs $600. Like, I would not pay $600 well, says, for a PS5. It says the PS3 launched at $600 and it flopped. And now it's saying, for this reason, it would be smart to charge $599. <laughs> They're, yeah. They're delusional. On top I mean, of the TV. Yeah, because who's going to buy that? The only yeah. time you'd have to release it around Black Friday for it to be worth it. I'm just saying, I'm, I probably play more console than most of you. And console's not that good. Like, I, I honestly put console... I honestly love PC way more. But PS... PS uh, like console probably has better games. Would you say that? Um, definitely has more options. Definitely. Has they more have more options. sponsorships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but you could we could practically get every game on Xbox. I mean on PC. Only League. like certain games that are like single like solo releases. Yeah. So, uh, that's the price. And um, uh, another thing, I I heard rumors like about the PS5, but I also heard heard that um. Well, play, the PlayStation Company, they're gonna. They said that they might make a mini TV to come out with it. I heard this somewhere on some website. I don't remember. I clicked on it. But there were rumors that they're gonna make a TV to come out with it. And I feel like if you're charging $600 for the thing, for the console, like, if you need to buy the TV too, that's like. That's like spending $1,000 on a PC and then buying a $1,000 monitor. Like, you wouldn't just do that. You know, like you wouldn't purchase monitor, both. 
the TV has to support 8K. This is like something that's brand new. Like you, you should leave this to Samsung. Like honestly, like because this is just a shot in the dark to get more money. Because if you're creating the the next generation console, and you're trying to create the next generation um uh TV at the same time, you should probably have like, a TV company. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. And um, one more thing, I feel like PS4. Like I don't. Uh, again, I don't play console. I'm not on a side. But I feel like PS4 is winning the like war. If anybody disagrees, I don't. If you think about it internationally, yeah. they're definitely winning because yeah, PS, I feel a, a Sony station in Japan, so they're definitely winning over here in America. It's still probably like 60-40 in terms of Xbox having the higher amount. But if you think about it, that's internationally. It's definitely winning. Yeah, but I, still, like, I know more people that have a PS4, um, like just a PS4, than an Xbox. I I could say that you're wrong in that um that category because I I mean that depends on the friends you have but um yeah so uh also we can't really judge on this because this is three years this this is a three-year window of when it's set to come out so oh, it's true. still okay. yeah it's there's still a lot of time to come so we might be well seeing... we're just gonna give our early opinions yeah so this is basically our early opinions and... so I'd have to quickly ask what is everyone's favorite PS system at all I'm really probably PS4, idea. but if I if I had to pick, I'd probably pick PS4. Um. Yeah. I had all. I had almost all the places. I, I think so, because my yeah. dad had like the PS. I think my dad had all the PlayStation. So I think I honestly like PS3 the most. Same, actually. Yeah. Between that, and PS3. I was gonna say PS3. Mm-hmm. I was well, PS3 or PS2. I only have a PS4, and I don't really play it. I gave it to my brother, so I'm gonna say PS4 because. That's the only one that I have, so I have don't really have any other experience. I've seen people buy PS3s just to play. Um, shoot, I don't remember the name. Spider-Man. God damn it! No, that wasn't on PS3. Um. Oh, PS3. Sorry, uh, I thought you were talking about. PS3. It was. It was either just Cause, no, it wasn't just because. What's the one with Tim Drake? Oh, uh, uh, uh Uncharted. Yeah, Uncharted. Uncharted three. Yeah, Uncharted three. I remember like people like there was a huge demand for PS threes after Uncharted came out. I still have it actually, Uncharted three and the PS three S three. Because PS threes are how I used to play DVDs. Because <laughs> it's also double the DVD player. Yeah. So it's amazing. Um. Okay. You guys, all good on that subject? Yep. Yeah. Mhm. Good. Okay. Alright, so we're going to go into the next subject. So, this is for you Halo fans out there. Oh my god, I, I love Halo. Since I love Halo I with loving. passion, dude. Yeah. So, uh, our topic is Halo finds its Master Chief. Am I saying that? I don't, I, I don't play it. Master Chief. Yeah, it's Master Chief, Chief yeah. I don't play it. I, I, I'm sorry for all the Halo fans. You're going to get butchered for that. that. I know. You're going you're gonna to get destroyed. Chief for Showtime TV series. We learned last summer that Showtime would be producing a live-action Halo television series, and while we knew that Master Chief would play an important role, we didn't know until now who would don John 117's iconic green armor. Showtime announced that Pablo Scribler, 
American Gods, Orange is the New Black, was cast as the protagonist in the show based on Microsoft's flagship series. The TV series is set during the timeline of the games, but will introduce a new character as well. Along with the Nas, with they revealed a new character named Quan 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 Yeah Quan Quana being played by Yurin Ha, an Australian actress. Ultimately, this means that despite dancing around f- uh, this for over ten years, we finally have a look at at least one incarnation of Master Chief's face. It would still be obscured in the show, but we can never unsee it this so basically let's just talk about this Tommy, well, for me if you think about it it's kind of been a trend recently they've been adapting video games into uh movies like for example they were doing the FNAF movie not sure about the status of that they're doing the new pokemon movie now minecraft they- movie a Minecraft. There's gonna be a Minecraft oh, movie. Yes. Yeah. We'll Minecraft. Repetitive digging for three hours. Okay. Yes. But, uh, but now they're just kind of adapting everything, you know. It just kind of seems like the gaming industry is kind of trying to profit also of their older series, like Pokemon and stuff like that, to try to bring it back. I have something else to say. This is really close to me. So, Skylanders, the best <laughs> game ever. They have no. Yes. They, well, I have some other news about that later, but they have an app that's, like, doing pretty well, and they have a TV show coming to, I think, Nick at night about, like, I don't know, about, like, adventures of character or whatever. General, may I just ask? What? How would you know this? Um, see... I, I really am a fan of Skylight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I have Skylighters in my phone, and it's like bookmarks, so whenever a story comes up about Skylighters, I automatically see it. There, I was scrolling through Netflix once, and there's already a show called, I think, Skylighters Academy. I'm not yeah. even sure. There's something, and we'll see, like, so, I, I'll just spill the tea. No, no I'm just kidding. But, okay, so, Skylighters, um, their founder recently was seen saying that they're not going to have another video game series. And um, <laughs> I, I cried myself to sleep last night, but that's <laughs> the point. So, um, yeah, basically, uh, they're, try- they're trying to bring back their old games as, like, TV shows and video games. Like, I see this with a lot of games, like, older games in general. I'm going to go cry now. We okay. anyone else? Yeah. So back to Master Chief. I feel like it's gonna be very a hard, like a very hard decision to make whether to show his face or not, because it's always been a thing of like legend and myth, like of like who's seen his face and who's not. So I feel like in the article they said that it might be obscured, and I think it would be suicide not to, because. You you when you're dealing with video games you you have such a delicate fan base that you have like a lot of people to please, um, like and especially people who have like literally like bought and like bought Xboxes just to play this game, like just like with Uncharted, it's it's very hard to get everyone to agree on what to do, and I feel like that like I would honestly be disappointed if they cast the wrong actor to play Master Chief, and. 
I'm, I'm to be honest, I'm like I'm waiting, like in anticipation. I'm sure a lot of people are like to see this guy's face, or at least one incarnation of it. But like, I don't know, man, because like. That'd be cool. That if like they use the movie as actual canon for their next game. That'd be that'd pretty be cool. cool. But I don't think this is gonna be. I don't think this is gonna be canon because they said it's gonna be in the same timeline. But they're introducing new characters, so. So it'd be more like uh, Star Wars, the new star, like the uh, Last Jedi. No, but not the Last the Jedi. The uh, what's the one that was between? I don't remember, but it was one of the new ones that happens in between the middle of the old Star Wars series. The Force uh, Awakens. Force Awakens. No, Rogue One. Oh. That one. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, I get what you mean. Oh yeah, like the little like story one, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Sorry, figuring anyone by saying the Last Jedi out loud. All right. Um, I I pretty much have nothing to say on this because I've I've never played Halo. Shame mm-hmm. on me. But uh, Kyle, do you have anything to say on this, or or are you? Um, I don't really have anything to add. I'm just gonna say, I can't wait until the uh, to the new uh Halo game. I really hope it comes out on PC. Yeah, Halo Infinite. Oh my yeah, god, Halo dude! Infinite. I cannot. It's, it's, Dude, did you see the graphics on that? Oh my god. It's crazy. And I'm also anticipating the um, TV show. That's really all I have to add. Yeah. Okay. Um, alright. Uh, anything, anyone else? Alright. Okay. So we're gonna go in. I know, I know. We had to add Xbox because, I mean, we had a PS. We had a PlayStation thing. So, we have to have Xbox. Oh Yes. So, uh... This topic is Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Bundles, Xbox Live and Game Pass in one sub. So since its in- inception in 2017, Game Pass has been a focal point for Xbox, a subscription service that grants uh, players access to over 100 games at no additional charge, has continually grown its library and shown no signs of slowing down. Today, Xbox announced Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. This new membership bundles the platform's two subscriptions into one monthly price. Game Pass Ultimate includes Game Pass as well as Xbox Live Gold. With your subscription to Game Pass Ultimate, you get access to every game in the Game Pass library. Multiplayer over Xbox Live and all the other benefits included with Xbox Live Gold like details with gold and games with gold. The subscription the subscri- subscription, sorry, will cost $15 a month and when it launches later this year. So, we could talk about this as well. <clears throat> well, being able to bundle two of them together are cool, but I hope they also keep them separated just in case some people only want one or the other. You know. Okay. So, okay, so I did the math on this. There is literally no convenience to buying this as a bundle other than to save time. Because as an Xbox player, I know that the um, twelve the twelve month subscription for Xbox Live Gold cost um, sixty dollars, and they and I don't know the deal with um, Game Pass. Or I don't remember it off the top of my head, but I did the math, and if you do it fifteen dollars a month, it is literally the same as if you bought both at the, like at different times. Hmm. So. Like, so what do you think they're, they're gonna add to the Game Pass Ultimate? You know, knowing Xbox, gonna... nothing. 
Nothing. There's literally gonna be nothing here. But still, you know, they should, you know, if they're trying to sell it, then they're gonna have to do something additional. Yeah. Especially if your math is right. I think, uh, then really gonna, I think they're really gonna benefit from this, because, um, they might get, because, uh, especially EA, because a lot of, there's a lot of EA games in Game Pass, so I think EA is gonna make a little bit more money, and, yeah, so, and I, and I like how they're, how they're making Game Pass and Xbox Live in one thing, so it's easier for everybody to buy. Okay, okay, I got the math, I got the math. So, so, Xbox Live, okay, so no. Um, Xbox Game Pass, I think, is $10 a month, mm -hmm. I want to say. And if you do that, you get, um, $120, right? Plus mm -hmm. the $60 for Xbox Live Gold is $180, and if you do $180 divided by 12, you get $15. Oh, so the same. Mm hmm They look the exact same. Yeah. <clears throat> Alright. Does anyone else say that, you know... Okay, it might sell. It probably will sell. Think about it. That they're the same price, but one's a little bit more convenient. You know. Mm -hmm. And what's the point of you know? I don't get Xbox most times. I really don't. That's my comment. <laughs> All right. Um. Wait, wait, wait. Before we move on, okay. let me hop back to Xbox and the PS5. Okay. So apparently, Xbox is already a like released or at least announced. The Xbox One has all digital edition. So this literally means it does not have a disc tray. So they're com they're com they're shooting GameStop in the foot face and literally every single like they are killing them. They pulled out a Tommy gun and just started unloading. Yeah, like I feel so bad for GameStop because I feel like the I don't know. GameStop really losing customers. They tried to sell their company how many times already this year, and they failed, like... Yeah. This is... So, I also have a comment, so basically, I feel like if you're gonna come out with, like, one Game Pass, you should just stick to that one Game Pass, and make it the best that you can. Like, I feel like, okay, they're gonna come out with Ultimate, then they're gonna come out with Silver, then they're gonna come out with Game Pass Gold, then they're gonna come out with, um... Game Pass iridescent. Then they're gonna come out with Game Pass platinum. Platinum. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't really see why you wouldn't just stick to one and try to improve that one. Like maybe like I'm not sure how. Wait for Xbox. Literally, Game they're Pass. gonna make like a hundred different versions of this. Charge like a yeah. dollar more for individual one and have them the exact same thing. So so is Game Pass like a season based thing? Like does it end or does it just keep going? Cause I don't play Xbox. Okay, so Game Pass, if I'm not right, if I'm not wrong, um, it's basically they give you a library of games to choose from that you can download for like, I don't know how long. I think it's until your membership expires, actually. But um, basically, you can like as long as your subscription lasts, you can play the games. So, um, like Forza, I know for I know one of the Forzas is on there. So if you have the um, subscription, then until it wears out, until like Xbox like doesn't support it anymore, you can play the game. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's that's my comment. That's it. <laughs> can't wait. I don't have any comment. Can't wait for Game Pass here. Does it? Okay. Um, okay. So. Right. Hold. Um. Uh. So. Um. <laughs> 
the best thing. Uh, if you guys are hearing a loud uh, breathing, uh, uh, let's just um, <laughs> Thomas. Yeah. Uh, can you move your mic away from your mouth a little bit? From the mic. You good? Is a problem. Uh, I have to feed my cat, so. Alright. Okay, go feed your cat. <laughs> okay, go feed I, I, your I'm cat. I'm just having wireless headphones, but we hear back. Okay, so this is our favorite, my, my favorite segment, so we're gonna tell interesting life stories, so we're just gonna tell one first oh, about no. his interesting social studies teacher. Okay, um, alright. So, first, um, first uh, story on the list is my story. So, and uh, that's me and the interesting social studies teacher. So, we're just gonna call him, hmm. Mr. Ham. Let's call it Mr. Ham. So, um, so, uh, and, uh, yeah. So this, uh, Mr. Ham, he's very interesting. He teaches social studies. He's one of the most intelligent guys I know. And, uh, he, he teaches us about all the interesting stuff about social studies. Specifically, we're on World War II. And so we're learning about uh, the uh, events in uh, World War II, and he expects us to um, to uh, memorize events in order, all of them, like maybe thirty-six events. Am I correct? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Okay, so he uh, made us like uh, memorize these uh, questions, and so uh, I got a sixty-four, by the way. Yeah, and uh, he. Um, he he goes he goes uh this is how he sounds he goes it's even hard for me kids but i'm going to let you have that challenge okay so help, let's take this step by step take this together so he said that like a couple days ago we didn't take the test together i mean that would sort of be weird but um so that's uh so he was uh T- telling us that we took that we we're gonna take the test together, but he didn't. And yeah, he made us like do the same. Oh, and he has um he he has um obsession with this girl in our class. He is like her, <laughs> his, uh, her his, uh, like yeah his favorite. We'll just name. call her. We'll, we'll call Ariana. her um. Ariana. What should we call her? Ariana. I think Ariana. I think that's. Ar- Ariana. Yeah, let's call her Ar- Ariana. All right. So one day, you know, he gives out bonus points. For uh, people who like do good things, because bonus points are like amazing. So so one day, she uh, he goes, Ari, go put the books away. And like we put the books like we put the books away every single day. Okay, he goes, Ari, you deserve twenty bonus points. He writes twenty bonus points down in his book, and we're and then there's a class just like staring at him like what the heck. And I mean that's uh, his favorite student, so we can't really do anything about that. Yeah, yeah, he's very he's very interesting. And uh, uh, one thing to end this uh, story is um, uh, in his voice. Hey kids. All right. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So. I'm dead. I'm dead. All right. So who's up with the next story? Okay. So I think I'm up. Yeah. Uh, Yep. And it's it's me and my mom on the highway. Oh, it's a good story. If you don't know my mom, consider yourself lucky. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Brian's, okay, let me let me explain this. So I'm not biased. Okay, Brian's mom was really nice, 
but she could be um a little loud. <laughs> a little. Just a little. Just a little. I could be loud sometimes too. Just a little. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, I'm like the <laughs> most quiet person here. But okay, so so me and Brian watched Kalahari once, and she was like saying Despacito all the whole way there. It, it was bad. Okay. So okay. Brian, but okay, Brian, back to your story. Okay, so my mom was driving me. Um, I don't remember where, but we were driving on the highway, right? And there was this car behind us. We were going, like, 65, I want to say. That's the speed limit. So we were going, like, as fast as we were allowed to. And this car came up behind us with, like, two women. I want to say in their mid-20s who, like, were tail. No, (laughs) come on, stop. But they were on our tail, okay? They, They were... They were pushing and pushing and pushing, like, and my mom had to speed up, so, like, she she was on a highway, so she didn't want to get stopped, so she brake-checked them, and, like, the, um, so, after she brake-checked them, they, like, start trying to, like, swerve around and, like, get past her, and, um, they did, and they flipped her off, like, the, I was in the front seat, so, they came to our right, I got flipped off, my mom sped ahead, and she got next to this car so that, like, they were right next to each other so that they could never get, like, so that the car couldn't get through. So my mom sped ahead to finally let them through. They they flipped me off for a second time. And then, um, like, and then my mom just, like, speeds up to, I think it was 85 to 90. Oh, and they God. were still on her ass. Like, sorry. Um, sorry about that. But, um, she finally, like, gave up and, like, let them pass. And, like, they were... Like, within the matter of, like, 45 seconds, they were, like, a couple, like, 100 feet ahead of us. Like, they were, like, swerving in and out th- between cars. It was crazy. When you realize someone's actually on drugs. <laughs> you know what? Wait, your mom would be, like, you know those people in, like, the movies who, like, the secret agents, like, go into the building and they, like, kill the people and then the alarm goes off and there's the guy who, like, rides the car off and they have to pick up the people? Alright, so with the third uh, story, we have Giano. So, here you go, Giano. So, this is an interesting story about another teacher. We're just going to call this teacher, um... Uh... I don't know, what should we call this teacher? I don't know, just, uh, is it a Mrs. or Mr.? It's a Mrs. Okay, let's call it Mrs. 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 Down. We'll call her Mrs. Down. Mrs. Dow. Okay. So, um, Mrs. Dow class is um pretty interesting. She's just a tiny bit bipolar, but you know. So um, we we can be in her class. We could be like talking, and she'll be like, "Oh, you guys are my favorite class. Don't worry. I love you guys so much, no matter what you do." And um, there's this one student in the class who is just the problem in the class, the one who causes all the issues. So we're just gonna call that person um person A. Jad. Jad. Person no, person A. Alright, person A. So so person A and then she's like, Oh person A, you're my favorite student too. Uh even though you cause trouble sometimes person A, you're still my favorite student. So then she proceeds to teach class. And then five minutes later, we'll be, like, whispering to each other, not even, like, talking. And she'll be like, shut up, I'm gonna give you more homework, I swear, I, you will stay 30 seconds after the bell. 
And I'm like, whoa, you just said you, like we were your favorite class and we're so well-behaved and you love us, but now you're going to like kill us. So she's pretty scary. Um, I also have another story. Well, that's, a relating that's story. That's no, a relating, a relating story fair. about her. Yep. So one time, um, my calculator, because we have like our own calculators for this class. So I was banging my calculator on the desk because it wasn't working. And so she saw me and she was looking at me and I didn't see her. And I keep banging it on the desk. And she goes, Gianno, how would you... Gianno, how would you like it if I slammed you on a d down on a desk and banged you? And the whole class just started laughing so loud. It was so funny. The way she said it, too, it was so great. All right. So, yeah, that's a story about the um, bipolar um, teacher. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Gianno. So we have two, interest two interesting teachers. Yeah. All right. Thank you. So... This segment is back once again. It is Today in Gaming History, and uh, there's one significantly that we're going to talk about in a little bit, but um, this one's on 4-1901, which uh, Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2001 was released on PS2. We're going to talk about how this is relevant because of his Masters, right? and Thomas wanted to add something about that. So, basically, ever since the 2013, which was when Tiger Woods... Uh, last major win in professional golf he's kind of like went down in terms of uh he had basically a losing streak he's been not doing great after some legal trouble so seeing that he breaks his losing streak around the same time a game dedicated to him was made it kind of shows that maybe this is like his second uh next i'd say peak. Chance. yeah yeah all right uh Gianna, you had something okay so I'm going to talk about the Game Boy. So back in 1989, a new handheld gaming console was released in Japan. It was actually one of the first handheld gaming consoles. And it was called the Game Boy. And it redefined the world of gaming. Its legacy, which um, you could also see in consoles like the Switch and DS and other DS variants. You could still see, um, like parts of the, and aspects of the Game Boy in today's handheld video games. So, while it took a few months for the Game Boy to hit the US and Europe, it was all over a year until they saw the gray brick of joy. The launch lineup of games is also very well done with classes such as Super Mario Land and Tetris in the US and Europe being a huge draw for young gamers at the time. That that was the thing, really. The Game Boy opened up a new world of gaming possibilities for a younger demographic of gamers. So much that it's so surprising that a series like Pokemon debuted on the handheld. Alright, that was pretty interesting, Joe. Alright, so we're gonna, before we do our outros, I just want to say, uh, our outros have some specific meaning to it, and... Of course, you guys might know, Avengers, uh, Avengers Endgame is actually coming out April 26th, uh, this Thursday, am I correct? Thursday? Friday? I don't know. Friday. Friday, Friday sorry. Uh, Friday, and yeah, I hope to hear you guys talk about it, and yeah. Alright, so you guys ready to do our outros? Yep. Alright. Mm -hmm. Five, four, three, two, one.
one. We're in the end game. We're in the end game.